Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. series today called Confident. Say it with me. Confident. I believe this is going to be a series that will be really great for us and I'm praying that we would hear from God as we seek Him and we study His Word. My name is Bronson. If you're a visitor today, the pastor along with my wife, Gabby, of Elevation Church, Melbourne West. And uh, let's just pray right now as we uh, uh, welcome God's presence. God, we just welcome your presence around this time right now, Jesus. We just thank you, God, that you are with us, that you are for us. God, we've had some families that may be unwell at the moment. We just lift them up to you, pray for their healing upon their lives, Jesus, for you to move upon them and in any circumstances or situations. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen question right from the get-go, has there ever been a period in your life where you have felt super confident? One person, super confident. Ladies, think about this. You've got a, I'm going to stereotype here, but please forgive me. You've got a new dress, you've got some new makeup, a new hairdo, some new jewellery, and you dress up and you look in the mirror and you feel like a million dollars and you go out and you're beautiful. You're feeling confident, right? Guys, maybe you brought a new car, a sports car, a V8, uh, maybe you brought a truck. You know, the trucks are really popular now, the American trucks, and so you're in your car, you're driving down the street, and you pull up the red light, and you're revving the engine because you're confident, yeah? you got the new sports car, and so you're just like, I'm going to take on the world, I can take anyone. Maybe you got a new job, you got a promotion, I don't know, something happened, you nailed the presentation or your kids did really well at school and you're just feeling great about yourself, you are feeling confident. I know for myself, when I was back in my teens, I remember when I got a Puma tracksuit and I got some Puma basketball boots. And we might have some pictures here. That's obviously not me, but... can we go back to the, to the that, that's what my outfit kind of looked like, the, the tracksuit and then the boots, the yeah, next one, the boots, the basketball boots, they kind of looked a little bit like that, I couldn't find the exact same ones, but I had those boots and, and what you need to realise is that this wasn't every day that I had cool gear like this, like I was uh, usually wearing dimmies or forges tracksuits and if you know, you know. If you don't know, you know, I won't say any stores in case that's where you shop, but it's the low of the low, and uh, Payless Shoes would be where I get my shoes from, so, you know, it was cool to be wearing these tracksuit, and I felt so confident, and normally I might just walk normally like this, you know, when I'm wearing my normal forges, dimmy clothes, but when I had the Puma tracksuit on, it's like, you know, come on, man, it's like, whew, you know, and... Uh, if I wasn't so shy, you would have had to have locked up your daughters, but thankfully, I was shy. You know, I felt so confident. Confidence. There's something about being confident. There's something about it. You, you just feel better. There's a strut in your stride. There's a, a, a smile on your face from ear to ear. You feel confident. But then sometimes, what can happen is you can lose the confidence. You can go from 100 down to zero in no time at all. And what it could be is you might have had an important meeting and you say you went along, you did your sales pitch, you gave your presentation and you feel good and you leave and maybe you're in the car driving away from there back when we used to work in the office. Does anyone remember that? And, and you look in the rear vision mirror and you see you got salad all in your teeth and you're like, oh no, 
was doing this whole presentation with salad teeth and suddenly your confidence drops or you walk into a room and you feel good, you feel confident and then you see that person who, I don't know, is better looking, is more successful, uh, has accomplished more or, or whatever it might be and just your confidence drops a little bit, you lose your confidence. You know, the same thing can happen in our lives as we're following Jesus. The same thing can happen in following God. We can be in a place like this church today, and I believe that every single person that is here this morning that is watching on the live stream, you're part of this church for a reason. God has you here for a purpose. He's, he's called you to this place, and you may or may not know that, but you're here for a reason at this time in this season. He has you here. We're all here for a calling. And what we need to realize is that we have an enemy who doesn't want us to walk in the calling of God. He doesn't want us to be fulfilled in God's uh, walk for our lives. And so what he does is he attacks our confidence. The enemy knows he can't take our calling, so he works to get you to surrender your confidence. He works to get you to surrender our confidence. See, he can't take the call of God away from your life. I want to tell you today, church, the devil has no power to take God's call from your life. He doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the authority. He is defeated. But what he can do is he can attack our confidence in God. He can attack our confidence in God's call for our life and cause us to be taken out that way. See, if you're not confident, you won't walk in God's call for your life. But sometimes happens. Sometimes life happens, right? And life can batter us. Life can bruise us, something can come along, and we're not sure anymore if we have what it takes. If I can just uh, preface this series that's going to go for the next three to four weeks, that this is not a series that is about self-help. You know, you could go to see Tony Robbins and he'll talk about being confident. That's, that's not what we hear about today. This is not a self-help series on how to better yourself because we don't need self-help because the truth is myself can't help. See, I don't need to self-help myself because I can't help myself. What we need is we need to come before someone, a divine being, someone who we call God to Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We need His help, not our self-help, because when we come to Him, we will find a new confidence. We will find what we might call a Godfidence. And there's another word that we can use for confidence. And if you've been in church for any uh, period of time, if you're familiar with church circles, uh, you'll know this word that I'm about to say. The word is faith. Another word for confidence is faith. And our scripture series is from Hebrews 11.1, 1, the, the, the famous faith scripture verse of the Bible. And you might be familiar with this version from the New King James. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And that's the version of the Bible I grew up with, but I want to use the NIV version today. It says this, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. See, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we don't see. See, our faith is in God that he will do what he said he will do. Our faith is our confidence in God that he is who he says he is. That is our faith. That is our confidence. You need faith. You need confidence as a Christian 
Because the scriptures say that that is the only thing that pleases God. Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, faith isn't, confidence isn't about feeling something. You know, I put on the tracksuit and I feel good about myself. You know, maybe I even felt pretty fly. Like, is that, do we still say that? I don't know. We, okay, someone said no. I'm, just, I'm losing confidence up here. See, it's not a feeling. It's about faith in an unshakable God. It's about a confidence in a mighty God, an all-powerful God, a belief, church, that He is for you that He is with you, that He goes before you and makes a way, that He opens and closes doors. God is who He said He is, and He will do what He said He will do. Here's the thing about our faith, our confidence in God. Faith is not a set and forget kind of thing. Set and forget, there's a, uh, uh, on the, on my, at my house, on my property, my, uh, where we live, our home, there's the side of the house. You know, we've all got the side of the house where we don't go to. There's a gate at that side of the house that's locked. It's set and forget. It's locked. It's set and forget. It's always locked. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. But faith is not like that. You don't just set it and forget it and think that it just continues. See, you can go to bed full of confidence about tomorrow, full of faith about God moving in your life, and you can wake up the next morning and your faith, your confidence is gone. It's not a set and forget type of thing. You may think you can set and forget it, but you can't. See, faith is something we have to fight for. Confidence in God, 1 Timothy 6.12 says this, Fight the good fight of the faith. Paul says to Timothy, Hey, I want to impart something into your life. Fight the good faith fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Confidence, faith is something we have to fight for, church. It's something we have to take a hold of. You can't just set it in place one time and think that it's going to continue. It's a daily fight. It's a daily picking up and walking in it. The enemy will attack your faith and confidence by saying to you things like this. If you were really full of faith, if you really had confidence in God being upon your life, If you were a real true Christian, then in moments in your life where you might have doubt, in moments of your life where you might ask questions, and let's be honest and real today, church, we all have questions. We all have doubt. I will say as your pastor, I have had questions in my life. I have had doubts. But the enemy will say this, because you do those things, you are not a faithful person. How can you be a Christian? How can you be a follower of God? The enemy will say these lies to you. And I want to tell you, church, that's exactly what they are. They are lies from the enemy. He can't take your calling, so he'll try and take away your confidence, your faith in God who is with you. And so we have to push back on the enemy's plans. We have to push back. We have to declare in the name of Jesus and fight the good fight, church. Faith is a fight. See, faith confidence doesn't come naturally. It's it's an effort to live our life in faith. Uh, There's a famous statement that uh, uh, Mike Tyson, who is the former heavyweight champion of the world in boxing, made about uh, a statement that he made, and he was 
going to this fight, and I think it was against Evander Holyfield. It might have been someone else. But anyway, uh, the reporter asked Evander Holyfield, what are you going to do about Mike Tyson? If you don't know boxing, he was a ferocious fighter. Um, he was the world champion. He was just a, a, a superstar in that field. And so the, the, the reporter asked Holyfield, what are you going to do? And Holyfield said, hey, I've got a plan to beat Mike. Say it with me. I've got a plan to beat Mike. And so the reporter went to Mike Tyson and said, hey, this is what Evander Holyfield is saying. He's saying he's got a plan to beat you. And Mike said this. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And if I say it like Mike, he said, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. That's how Mike Tyson talks. Now, if he was sitting here today, I would not imitate Mike Tyson because he's the real deal. But that's how he talks. Look him up. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. I mean, every boxer had a plan against Mike Tyson until one of those left hooks hit them in the face and then the plan went out the window. It's plan B, C, D, plan throw in the towel. I don't want to get knocked out. And you know what? Our confidence is like that. Our confidence is like that. Everybody's got a plan in life until something punches you in the face in life. And what dramatic event was it that punched you? What heartbreak did you face? What financial crisis did you go through? What stepping out in God? You stepped out in faith and it didn't work out how you thought it would work out. What, what you know, failure that you might feel as a mother or a father in your life or a spouse. What words were spoken over you that took your confidence? What was it that maybe life threw a punch that hit you in the face? And today, maybe you're in that place and maybe you're not. And maybe that's been in the past or maybe it's in your future. But today, I want to share a couple of thoughts this morning that I believe can encourage us in our faith that it can encourage us in our, in our confidence, no matter what season of life we are in, and to get our confidence and faith strong in God who is with us. Hebrews 10, 35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. The book of Hebrews is written to a bunch of Christians that are facing immense persecution and suffering at the time. And they are thinking about returning to the old ways of doing things. They're thinking about returning back to their past instead of continuing in their faith and their confidence in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, and the writer of Hebrews encourages these people. He says, don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your confident trust in the Lord. Our enemy cannot steal our confidence, but he can sometimes convince us to lay it down, to throw it away. See, we say that person, they lost their confidence. But what happens is, in fact, you don't lose it, you yield it. You don't lose your confidence, you give it away, you exchange it for something else. And so this morning, two reasons we throw away our confidence as we just build upon this series. The number one reason we, well, number one, we throw away our confidence because of how we see Jesus. How we see Jesus, our perspective of Him, and how Jesus fits into our lives will have a big determiner of our faith, our confidence in God, our confidence in Jesus. Jesus isn't meant to be an accessory in our life. He is meant to be the very center of our life. Jesus is not a ring that I put on in the morning when I wake up. 
He's not something you carry in your bag. He's not a pair of shoes that you put on. Jesus is not a cross that you wear as an accessory of your life. Can I tell you today, church, Jesus is meant to be the center of your life. He's meant to be the center of my life, the center of our life. Church, Jesus is the greatest treasure of our life. And this is so important for us to know. And I know we know it, but we need to be reminded. It needs to be reiterated to us. It's so important because if we know Jesus is with us and he is our greatest confidence, if we know this, then we can put our trust in him. We can put our trust in him. See, he's not out there. He's inside us. The Holy Spirit has been imparted into us when we receive Jesus Christ. And maybe this morning, You haven't ever given your life to Jesus. Maybe this morning there's never been a time in your life where you've said, I believe Jesus died, he rose again, and I want to be a follower of Jesus. Today I want to say to you, we are so, so glad you are here in church. This is the best place for you to be. And we just want you to spend some time here, get to know us, get to know who God is and who Jesus is. And we pray That God would speak to you and that you would one day make the decision to say, Hey, Jesus, I want you like all these other people in this place have because there is something that I feel I am missing. And at the end of my preach, I'll give any person an opportunity to receive Jesus like that. But see, Jesus is the strength. He is the confidence that we have in our faith. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, is the steel reinforcement that we need in our faith. When you build a home, when you build a building, it's reinforced with all this steel and Rio because it gives a backbone. That is what God is to our faith. Hebrews 13, 5, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Someone this morning needs to hear that. Jesus himself says to you, I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Jesus is working every day in your life for your good. Declare that over your life. Declare that over your family, your situation and circumstances. Jesus, you are working every day for my good. Even amongst the pain, the suffering, the times of doubt, Jesus is with you. He is with you. Your perspective of Jesus is so important to your faith and your confidence. And if we can get a real revelation of who Jesus is and what he did and the words he spoke, And the uh, the deeds that he accomplished for us and what he did on the cross and the resurrection and raised and now seated on the right hand of God. If we could understand that that he loves us, we can have a confidence and a faith in Jesus this morning. Come on, can I get an amen this morning? We throw away our confidence because of how we see Jesus. Number two, we throw away our confidence because of how we see ourselves. How do we see ourselves? We can struggle with confidence because we see ourselves through the eyes of condemnation. We can see ourselves through the eyes of the lies that the devil uh, puts in our minds through our own insecurities, through our own way of seeing ourselves. We can see ourselves through the eyes of condemnation. See, condemnation says things like this to us. It says things like, you're a liar. You never do what you say you're going to do. It says things like, you should be ashamed of yourself and how you acted. It accuses us and says everyone will find out the real you eventually. You're a phony. You're a fraud. This is what condemnation says to us. And and what drives the condemnation in our lives? 
What causes, what drives it? Un, unresolved guilt or unrealistic expectations drive condemnation in our lives. See, we look at our past and what we've done. We look at what's happening in the moment in our lives and that unresolved guilt causes us to feel condemned. Look what I did. I shouldn't have done that. I feel bad about that. I'm condemned in my place. It destroys our confidence. And now we feel like because of that, we can't be all God called us to be. We feel like because of that, surely God cannot use me now. Surely my call, I have to lay it down. Or We have unrealistic expectations that subscribe to the idea, I can never be all that God wants me to be until I'm successful or until I've memorized all of the Bible or until I can pray in tongues or not pray in tongues or until I can you know, do all these things or until I've healed someone or raised someone from the dead or whatever religious, legalistic thing you might think God needs you to accomplish before He can use you. And you say, I can't be confident that God will use me because I'm not doing those things. And both of these things cause us to arrive at a place that says to ourselves that what we did is who we are. And if we live like that, our confidence will be drained from us. It will be depleted. We will find ourselves emptied. But if we would let the truth of the gospel marinate in our hearts, in our spirit, if we would let it reshape our thinking and the way we see ourselves and the way we see Jesus, if we would realize that it's not what we've done or what we're going to do or how we're going to be a better person or any of those things, it's all about what Jesus has done. It's all about what Jesus has done. Philippians 3.3, For we who worship by the Spirit of the God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Pastor Bronson has done for us. We rely on what the person sitting next to us has done for us. Is that what the Scriptures say? No, the Scriptures say we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Jesus, we put our confidence in you. We don't look to human effort. Can I tell you something? If you live in that revelation, if you would live your life in that truth, can I tell you the burden, the weight that would be lifted off your life, that would transform you? God, my efforts are not what makes me right or what gives me faith or confidence. It is Jesus and what he's already done and accomplished for me. And I'm not saying don't live your life in a sanctified way. Do that. But sanctification is not because you want to make yourself right with God. Sanctification is because God is doing right in your life. Don't put your confidence in human effort. Put it in Jesus, in God, in the Holy Spirit. He is with you. He is for you. If the keys could come, that would be great. Some of you have no confidence today and you've You've got little faith and you're just holding on and the thought of what you should have done, what you should do, the failures. And Some of you have no confidence this morning because you know you'll never be good enough. You'll never make the grade. You'll never measure up. You'll never be perfect. You'll never do all the things that maybe you think you should be doing. And you, never, you won't be the better parent or spouse or the employer. You've got no confidence. And today, church, I want to let you know that God has a message for every single person here this morning. On the live stream, listening to the podcast, God has a message for every single person, every single one of us. Isaiah 118, 
come now, let's settle this. God says, come now, let's settle this. Do you like, do you, have you ever had a conversation with someone and then they say, okay, let's settle this. So this is God saying, we are going to settle this. He says, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. The condemnation, the words that the enemy might say, your own insecurities that might speak into your mind, that remind you that your garments are dirty and filthy and rags. God says, your sins are like scarlet, but I will make them white as snow. He says, though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. As wool. And see, it's about what God is going to do in your life, how good He is, what He accomplished on the cross, the good work that He is faithful to complete that He began in your life, His perfection, His goodness, His resurrection. And so when we stand in this type of confidence, then we find our faith is building. Then we find the faith, the confidence to step out in the call that God has for our lives. We find that God's presence is with us. And it's not what we've done, but what Jesus has done. And maybe today there's some people here and you've laid down your faith in God's call for your life. Maybe there's some people here today and you had some dreams in your life and you've laid those things down today. You've, you took a step of faith and you got knocked around and so then you've said, you know what, maybe this is not for me. Maybe it never was. Maybe I didn't hear God correctly and you've laid those down today. But can I just say to you this morning, today's the day to pick it back up. Today's the day to go to that place and pick it up again. Today's the day to say, hey God, I know your call is alive as much today in my life as the very first time I heard you speak to me today, God, I want to step out in faith and in confidence because today is the day. Hebrews 10, 39, we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. We're not shrinking back in our faith. We are pressing forward in our faith. We are not hiding in our faith. We are taking a step of faith in our confidence. We are not thinking about what could be. We are thinking about what is as we step out in faith as a church community, as men and women, as followers of Jesus Christ. We walk in faith, not by sight. Today, we take it back to lead our families, to walk in God's call in our lives, to lead our businesses, to be men and women fully devoted to Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, 20, 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the faith we profess, for He who promised is faithful. Are you getting the message this morning, church? God is faithful. God is with us. We may not be, but it's okay because guess what? God is faithful. He is for us unswerving hope that we profess for He who promised is faithful. We need to hold firmly to our declaration of faith, our declaration of confidence. Today, how do we take our confidence back? We declare God's Word, truth and His Word over our life. It's as simple as that. We declare God's truth and His Word over our lives. That's why I say so often to us, church, we need to know our Bible 
and knowing your Bible it can be as simple as reading one scripture verse a day. It doesn't have to be reading chapters and books, even one verse a day. If you know your Bible, you will know God's truth. You will know God's word for your life. If you want to change your direction, change your declaration. Start declaring what God has declared for your life. Start declaring what God has declared for His church. How about instead of talking about what we instead of talking about what we don't know or what we don't have, or instead of talking about how things are bad or this is wrong or this is going this way or that or how we wish things were different, how about we talked about what God has done in your life? How about we talk about what God is doing? Two years of unbelievable season. I don't know what happened in your life, but I thank God you're here today. God has carried you through what happened. Let's talk about that. Let's lift up God in this place. Let's declare His goodness. We hold unswerving to the hope and faith we profess. We declare it. We believe it. And we declare it. Get some scripture verses. I had a whole massive list, but it's too long. But get some scripture verses to just declare those things over your life, over your family, over your children, over your business, over your workplace, over your home, over your community, over our church. God, I declare this. I declare this. I proclaim this. Jesus, I believe this. I believe it. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Get a hold of God's word and profess and declare it over your life. As I finish this morning, I just want to finish with a couple of questions. What do you need to start declaring over your life? How do you need to start living in faith? How do you need to start being confident again in God's call for your life, God's purpose for your life, God's reason for you being part of this church? What do you need to declare again? What calling do you need to step into God again? God, this morning, if you close your eyes, Lord Jesus, this morning, we refuse to lay down our confidence and our faith in you, God. God, our confidence and our faith is not in some tracksuit pants or basketball boots. God, it is in you alone. This morning, Lord Jesus, we pick it up again anew. There are people here this morning, maybe God has been speaking to you during this message and you you feel like, hey, you know what? I have, I have let go some things. I have let go some things. I've given up some things. There was a call of God upon my life at one time. There was faith that I had in Him. There was a time where I lived my life when anxieties came. The first person I went to was God, and it wasn't to something else. There was a time in my life when I needed healing. The first prayer that was in my heart was, God, I need your healing power in my life. There was a time in my life when I was walking down the street and I thought about someone. I would call them and say, hey, I believe God has impressed you on my heart. I want to let you know that God is for you. If there is a time where any of those things were true, but they're not now, I want to encourage you this morning. Confidence, faith in God, picking it up again. Lord Jesus, this morning, this place, we declare you are who you are. You will do what you said you will do. We have faith in you. We have confidence in you, God. Lord Jesus, we have faith and confidence to step out again. Maybe we need to step out again. Maybe we need to step out brand new this morning, God. For the believers in this place, Lord God, that they would...
pray that prayer.